Hey, what's up? It's Brad. I am in Los Angeles, where I have just been playing a bunch of Apex Legends, which is a new respawn game that I learned about the existence of, like, say, six hours ago. <laughs> uh, I am joined by Respawn's own... Mackie McCandlish. Uh, and you are the design director on the game? Yes. Uh, so, geez, you guys announce a game and release a game at the same time. Yeah. And it's a Battle Royale it's game. A new World. Yeah, like... Was it the plan from the beginning for this thing to be this big surprise unveil slash release? Or, like, was there a lot of debate internally about how this thing was going to get rolled out? You know, uh, I think it's um, fair to say that the team focuses on making the game. And uh, Drew and Jay and some of the guys on the live uh, uh, sort of uh, marketing side... Arturo, uh, to give some call-outs. They're more the, um, how do we bring it to the world? But uh, there's, a, there's a thread of a question in there of, was it the plan? And that's not really how we do it. We started off years ago. We had shipped Titanfall 2. Uh, did a lot of exploration, discovery. Some ideas came, some ideas went. So eventually, yes, we, a plan was formed, but it was never the plan. Yeah. Uh, so, correct me if I'm wrong, my understanding of the timeline is you guys were coming off of Titanfall 2 and kind of post-release support of that mm -hmm. right around the time that PUBG was blowing up. Is that right? So, PUBG was March of 2017, yeah. and uh, for just a little historical reference, we actually explored uh, survival modes for Titanfall 2 back in 2015, Okay, because uh, we got armor players, we got mod players. Mm -hmm. We were coming from the same place as uh, Player Unknown, but eventually we shifted gears and focused on shipping Titanfall 2, and he went on to create PUBG. Mm -hmm. And so we were excited about the genre. PUBG comes out in March. We were midway through making Frontier Defense 2 at that point. We had a lot of uh, various action-blocky prototyping concepts happening to define the next game we would make. So the team was kind of split between keep Titanfall 2 interesting for the people that are playing it, find new stuff. Sure. And this game comes along. So we go, okay, you know, we're playing games all the time. We, we're gamers. We love games. We happen to love the survival genre. We go, okay, um, this one designer that's really into, he makes maps he goes ahead and makes uh, as big a map as you can make in our engine. And another designer helps him get the game mode working. And it becomes part of our regular playtest. You know, it's back then probably like we're playing 18 players or something in much smaller scope. But immediately, we were having a lot of fun. We're like, there's something special and different here. And so over time, just basically what happened is we would try ideas in Battle Royale. We would try ideas... Uh, in more of a traditional Titanfall space, uh, and we would support Frontier Defense 2 eventually, and uh, sorry, Titanfall 2, but through Frontier Defense 2. Eventually, Titanfall 2 is complete, and more resource resources are all available, and it's obvious by then, now we're in uh, July, September of 2017, that our homegrown Battle Royale has, there's something cool happening here. So those guys go right on to working on the uh, the Battle Royale game. And then some of the other experiments and prototypes go away. So over time, and so by the time you get to the end of 2017, it's all hands on the Battle Royale for the entire team. And that's the focus. Now, the funny thing is we, and this might pre-answer a question, but we knew we wanted to do free-to-play before any of this happened. We knew there was opportunity to reach more people and um, 
to stand out and own a space in free to play than just being a traditional box product where you come out with a big marketing beat and then all your energy is expended just trying to get it out and then it's hard to keep it alive and then it's all into the next box right and you get that split focus of hey some people are supporting the game some people are moving on so this was another opportunity for that goal to happen. Sure, and it's, it seems like that traditional model of single-player campaign and stack of multiplayer maps, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. put out a few more maps over the months. Right, like seems like that model is just kind of going away in general for shooters. So it's it's trying to die, but it's also <laughs> trying to clinging, stay alive. To life, it's sure. clinging to the rock. Yeah. Um, so I mean, as you guys were prototyping and iterating on this thing over over time, and other battle royale games were coming out. I mean, you, I'm sure you're playing all of them, but. What do you think was missing from that genre? Like, as as you played all these other mm-hmm. developers' stabs at this crazy new idea, like, what mm-hmm. did you, what did you see that was lacking, or, sure. or or that you guys could bring to this that, that was unique in, in a genre that's kind of exploding? That's a great question. I mean, we could tell that one of the neat things was we could tell from very early on that this was a genre, not just a mode. And as a genre, when a new genre comes along, it's a disruptive opportunity for new spins. It's much harder, and all the credit to the Overwatch team, um, to go and take a well-established genre and find the chocolate that had... Funding for this program is provided by... (laughs) Well... Okay, well, the theater space we were sure. stealing has uh, just gotten blown out, so here we are out in the here hallway now. So I was saying, all the credit to the Overwatch guys for taking a really established genre and you know bringing the chocolate to the peanut butter nobody knew existed. Um, but when a new genre happens, like when um, when uh, early uh, Counter Strike or Clan Arena said that deathmatch didn't just have to be free for all, that's a chance to. Uh, t- you know, take a slice of the pie. And so we saw that there was opportunities to make a more focused battle royale that, um, in our case, squad-centric character-based battle royale. And by doing so, we were able to do uh, game mechanics that you really that only really make sense in that format, like our squad-com system that lets players easily communicate with each other um, by making a, by having a respawn mechanic where you're down, your squad mate's down, but you can he's dead, but you can still bring him back into the game. Uh, you can have a character like Lifeline that does her shield when she's reviving a character that wouldn't make any sense in a purely one-player free-for-all battle royale. Yeah, actually, the thing that I've had to kind of retrain myself about in the past few hours as I've been playing this game is the urge to the second I go down, mm-hmm. just hit escape and bounce mm-hmm. right back to the lobby and just hit find game again because yeah, there is that sustainability. But you yeah. have to you have to like consciously tell yourself, wait a minute, I have two squad mates. Even if I bleed out, there is a uh-huh. chance they can get me back into this thing. Yeah, it reminds me sometimes a little bit of when you play an MMO and it's not the fight's not over until like you kill the entire group and the, until the whole raid is dead, right. and then then it's over. We can all reconstitute. Yeah. And there's that whole cycle of tension as you're watching uh-huh. the people. It's like, oh, maybe they can pull this out. Uh huh. Yeah. So uh, it's a young genre. There's a lot of opportunity. We've done some really unique stuff. We're proud of it, and there's still a lot more space out there. And it's not a surprise to see. Uh, the competition start to eat a lot of that space. That's what happens when you have a new genre. Yeah, sure. Um, so it's, it seems like mobility is a pretty big focus. I mean, you've got the, the slide and sprint, mm-hmm. and you can you know got the balloons you can launch off right. to fly and stuff. But there are elements of the Titanfall kind of mobility kit that are not in there, like the sure. wall run. Yeah. Um, 
was attempting at first to just transplant 100% of the, of the Titanfall moves over into this, and then did you guys have to pull back? I mean, what, what was the thought process behind getting rid of some of those kind of more outlandish, like the wall run type? Right. Type I mean, our ones? creative process is to start with what we have and then explore, change, add, remove. So naturally, those very early playtests were, it's like 18 pilots running around a map. And then, okay, what happened? how would the Titan work? And how does maybe they get a battery? And you've got to find the battery over here, put the Titan in over there. And over time, I would say that the, uh, the benefits of being squad and character-based um, were pretty obvious to us. And the challenge of making Titans work in that space were also more and more obvious. And the analogy I like to use is that Titans in a battle royale is similar to if you're... Uh, Battle Royale and poker have a lot of similarities. So Titans in a Battle Royale would be like uh, in poker, you're playing Texas Hold'em, and you got an extra card. And it's because you're so much more powerful. To, to achieve the uh, promise of the fantasy premise of a giant robot has to be very hard to defeat. And I think that that's more appropriate for like a limited time, more novel space for a Battle Royale um, than having it be the core mechanic. If you want somebody to, uh, if you want to maintain that inherent fairness of the battle royale genre, and that's really important to us, that this be something that you can spend thousands of hours mastering, and that you're not going to lose because you felt like something very arbitrary and not skilled happened. Sure. Okay. Um, so in the the presentation you guys gave this morning, you were surprisingly candid about EA's reputation with loot boxes mm-hmm. and some of the experiences they've had with other games in the last mm-hmm. year or two. Um, do you want to just kind of speak to your general philosophy about monetizing this sure. game? And, and or, you know, I guess I guess what I'd really like to ask is, what would you say to somebody who looks at this and says, "Oh yeah, EA's putting out another nah. game with loot boxes"? Like, how how would you uh-huh. kind of uh, allay their fears and tell them, like, "Hey, this is this is the kinder, gentler version of free to play"? I'd say that we're still respawn. We're still the team that with. Uh, Titanfall 1, we eventually made all the maps free. With Titanfall 2, we did it from the jump. The maps were always free. We uh, care a lot about transparency and uh, approaching our relationship with the consumer in an ethical way. So this is a free game. You're going to get more cosmetics in our free game than you're going to get in any of the competition uh, for that money. And if you do want to spend some money in the game, we've got more opportunities to cosmetically outfit your character. You're not powering up your character, your legend. Uh, you can um, spend your time or your money to get, uh, to get new characters. We're launching with six, and two of them are purchasable, six for free. Um, and, but the characters are not more powerful than each other. They are different. They're apples to oranges to lemons to grapes to not fruit. I don't know. So <laughs> uh, we care a lot about the uh, fairness and the ethicalness of our relationship with the consumer and that persists to this product. And I think we demonstrated that with the previous games and will continue to in the future. Cool. Um, so I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves because by the time people hear this, the game will be like 20 minutes old. Uh-huh. Um, but So you're launching with eight characters and right. from, from what I've seen playing the game today, they seem to fall into categories. You know, there's Sport characters. There's like kind of mm-hmm. stealth and deceit sort of yeah. roles. Uh, there's healer type stuff. There's you know there's much more offense focused stuff in both right. like targeted ways and also more area denial AOE. I mean there are kind of buckets that these characters mm-hmm. fall into. Uh, do you guys have firm plans already for where you're going to take this thing? Do you see more roles being added to that kind of? 
combat sure. mix, or do you see more characters falling into those already kind of defined roles? Like, what, what what's the roadmap looking like? We are doing seasons, so three-month seasons with the Battle Pass, and we will offer multiple new characters per season. So uh, on the internal side, we develop a wide uh, range of characters, and then some are working better than others, and those kind of get more energy and become more of the focus to be, like, for example, the launch characters. And it was important with the launch of this game that we include Caustic, because he... He, through his trap mechanics and his even his personality, defines, uh, stakes out like a wider space for all the characters and implies uh, a wider range of what we can do in the future. So uh, in our ongoing prototyping, we're always looking at what can we do in the battle... How can we look at the Battle Royale genre through a new lens? Sure. You know, we started from how do we look at Battle Royale through what we had, which was the Titanfall lens, but as we continue, we look at it more, you know, now that we're very comfortable in Battle Royale, what are the things... What are the power fantasies we have, or what are the... Another way we like to look at it is if you're a, car- if you're a player and you're not as good in some way, what's a thing we could give you that would help you balance out uh, and compensate? You know? So... There's a lot more to do there, and we're doing it. Cool. Um, so the two kind of heavyweights in the genre so far, PUBG and Fortnite, have taken uh-huh. kind of different map philosophies. You know, PUBG right. has been sort of churning out map after map, mm-hmm. uh, whereas Fortnite kind of seems to just have a the map, right? And they've chosen to kind of iterate and evolve that thing yeah. slowly over time. Do you guys mm-hmm. have? A preference either way? Do you have other ideas? Like, how do you feel about right. the map? Like, are people going to get really used to this one one space, or should we look for more stuff coming? In the I think that I think the one thing that's a little different from our approach is that we do want these spaces to be a little more like traditional arenas that you really master and you start to learn the time between a uh, this location and that location. Uh, the benefits or weaknesses of dropping or going here at different times, the meta of how you approach the map. And part of that's because we got these great arenas, but also the choke points in the map create long-term consequences for your earlier choices. Um, But as far as updating and keeping it feeling alive, we play everything, we're doing things, we're not announcing at this time what we're doing exactly. That's fair. Uh, Okay, last question real quick. Again, the game will have just come out by the time this this posts, but... How nervous are you guys right now? Mm. I mean, given that at the time of this recording, people don't know this game exists, sure. and by the time they learn that it exists, it will just be there for them to download. Like, any any nerves going into this launch? You feeling pretty confident about the rollout? Um, it, the weird thing about this game is that maybe it's it's weird that this would even be weird. But we've been playing; it's been fun so long, and we play so much at the office hours each day that. We've been dying for people to play the game for so long that it's almost like that's part of who we are now. And it's almost hard to believe that it ever actually will come out. So I just can't wait till it's out there. And let's see if it goes smoothly. We'll already know by the time you hear this. So, and um, and I just can't wait to play it with everybody and for everybody to play it. I mean, I'm, I'm walking away from this event to go get on an airplane, and I am sad that I can't keep playing the game. So. That's good that it's an airplane and not <laughs> Very much looking forward to it. Out. Cool. So, uh, yeah. Thanks, thanks for your time. time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Good luck with the launch. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Man.